buying behavior has changed. Prospects don't click on links and emails anymore, and they don't watch the videos you spend hours creating every week. Instead, send personalized gifts and memes using Vidyu. You can quickly create engaging, personalized content that immediately grabs your prospect's attention, helps you stand out in the inbox, and does it all without forcing them to click anything or go anywhere. Head over to vidyou.io slash salescast to sign up for free and spend less time getting your messages across and more time selling. Welcome to The Sales Hustle, the only no BS podcast where we bring you the real, raw, uncut experiences from sales change makers across various industries. The only place where you can get what you're looking for to up your sales game. Today's episode is brought to you by SalesCast. SalesCast helps sales professionals transform the relationship building process and win their dream clients. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. All right, what is happening, sales hustlers? Welcome to another episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today. I'm going to be talking with Travis King. He's a community designer helping organizations and their people unlock growth and true potential all the way from New York. This guy is involved in more things than me and has a ton of knowledge uh, and is going to be dropping nothing but fire. Travis, welcome to Sales Hustle. Appreciate you, Colin. Appreciate you, and thanks so much for having me on, my man. Can you hear me? Okay? Yeah, man. So before we 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 jump in, what we you know decided we wanted to talk about today, which you're clearly qualified to talk about, is is why leaders and brands should have community, and we're going to talk about you know tying revenue to that community and why that's an important piece, and uh, and a little bit about you know keeping it simple and not overcomplicating it, which is something I'm interested to maybe learn more about as well. Uh, but before we jump into the topics here, just give us the short version of like your sales story. Yeah. So, I mean, it actually started out opposite what most people would have wanted. Um, and it was opportunity came in from the ether. I got an email. They said, Hey kid, can you come to South Carolina for what? For an interview. <laughs> okay. Oh, how you want, how you want me to get there? Oh no, we're going to fly you there. What? Mm. Fly me to South Carolina? You sure? Mm-hmm. So I, I got this opportunity to compete for a sales job. And this was like after, this was like my first year after graduation. So this was 2013. And so I had worked after graduation. I did some like boot camps and fitness camps and, you know, parking lots with like a hundred people from the community. And then I was like, oh man, I want to, I want to work at a gym. I want to be a trainer. So I got jobs mm. at two different gyms. I actually got fired because I was like three minutes late because it was pouring down rain outside and it, you literally couldn't see on the windshields. So my the manager of the gym was like, you, you don't have discipline. I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> now, now the first job after that found me from Indeed. They just saw my resume and was like, hey, come down to South Carolina. So it was with, I think it was Continental Tire actually. And I ended up winning the competition, prepped for it, got the job offer, like 55 grand a year, uh, benefits, pay for your car, uh, relocation, all that. I turned it down to go work for a solo entrepreneur in Bethlehem. Wow. 
most people would have jumped at that opportunity. So I'm curious why you turned it down and, and went to much more maybe riskier path. Yeah. So it's funny. My auntie Amy uh, from Moravian, she's, she, she's literally been the person that's helped guide me from a career, I guess, mentor level since I was at Moravian. So the first thing she said, she was like, I couldn't even see you selling tires. Hmm. And as simple as it is, I don't think I could either. And yeah, hard to get passionate about tires. <laughs> them 18 wheelers looking right though. And it's like, mm, yeah, but I don't know if I could actually be happy riding around across the country selling tires. So I chose to go work for a solopreneur. Yeah. And what, and what was, what was that company? What were we doing there? What wasn't I doing there? The first, <laughs> the first few projects we did, um, one, we worked with a, um, she was a financial services consultant and she sold annuities. I forget what the title was for her. Um, but she was local in Bethlehem and my job was to run her marketing and help with mm. getting people in to weekly seminars on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so we did radio ads. We did placemat ads at the diners. I had, I think there was, I think one of the guys, his name was like Bobby placemats or something. And I was like, my man, really, I'm really out here looking at placemat ads. Wondering if we should get the full page placemat or the half page placemat at, at, at Nikki's Diner off of ninety <laughs> off of Route ninety two, and the crazy thing was, people would come from three hours away, four hours away to these seminars because it was about their retirement. Yeah. So she had this like Susie Orman esque vibe going for her, and her her marketing was right. She had the the beautiful space with the awesome wood floors. She had like elegant chairs with like leather and the presentations. You had food. So oh, you yeah. drove four hours. She gave you an hour educational seminar about what you should do with your money and the different things you could do with annuities and her types of products because there was like, you know, all these like Humana, Aetna, like all those different types of companies. So people were like, oh, well, I just want you to show me all my options. And so my job was to drive demand to those events on like Tuesdays, Thursdays. And that was just one thing, right? On top of yeah. that, it was doing the social media. Man, uh, the free food. People will show up for the free food. <laughs> yeah. Learn something so, and get a free meal. We'll, we'll get it done. But I think the main takeaway from that, right, is like you had a offer for a, you know, comfortable starting salary, benefits, safe option, you know, uh, but you took the riskier path because, you know, what, what, number one, it, it was, it sounds like it was work you could get a little more excited about. And, and two, there was a lot of opportunity for you to learn things that you wouldn't in just a, you know, corporate, gig selling tires. Yeah. And the other interesting part was that I got to manage interns at like 22. 
right? Like, I, they came in, they're like, what are we doing today, Trav? I was like, mm, well, let's see. What, what do y'all think we should do? <laughs> right? And, and we learned together, but like, they, they got a lot out of it. And it was, it was a good learning experience. And it's, it's moments like those when you're 22 and you've got a chance to, to manage a few people that you learn a lot about yourself. And you really look at like, what are you putting out into the world? Mm. And I even go, if I go to, if I share my screen and go to my Facebook, I, I'm, I would probably be embarrassed of what I posted from today, eight years ago. But I guarantee, and we used to have a thing in college where if you guaranteed something and you were wrong, you'd have to change your profile picture to like a trash can for like a week or something. <laughs> I really think we should bring that back at some capacity though. On LinkedIn. But, I, on LinkedIn. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So like if you say something wild and then someone checks you on it. Yeah, because like, man, there's all kinds not? of people on LinkedIn throwing out stats that I know are BS. If if you run a community event three times per week, your top line revenue will increase 100% with my software. That's the type of stuff you see on LinkedIn. Yeah, or hey, we drove, you know... 50 million in, in pipeline in four weeks with Fortune 500 companies, right? <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. At tw- me too in my first job in, in tech SaaS ever. Yeah, I'm right? sorry. If you're doing me that, too. you probably don't even have time to post on LinkedIn. <laughs> no. And it the, the part that, just to touch on the SaaS sales for one second, the part that crushes me is being like someone that went from, well, yeah, I went from a marketing age. Well, I went from the sales guy that I was telling you about, and then in a little startup spot doing all those little things. Then I went to a marketing agency in New York. So Bethlehem, small solopreneur, big agency, Times Square office, like way different levels. Mm-hmm. And then you go from there to the first SDR in an education technology SaaS company. And you just want to be an SDR because you think the name sounds cool. And that's just what it was. But the thing that I figured out really quickly as an SDR that like, I, I wish I knew and could share more of, and I don't, I'm like, you're way past that now. So like, there's no secret anymore. If you do one impactful thing all week, and all of your buyers show up, you should have nothing else to do for work. Mm. Period. Give me an example. Give story. me an example. What's what's an example of one impactful thing that you can invite your your buyers to to be able to, you know, build the sort of relationships that you're looking to build within your role? The the first one, and to be specific, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it back to you real quick. Yeah. What is a market that you're either trying to get into or that you're curious to learn more about right now? So, uh, I mean, I'm a market, you know. All right. So we... Or a niche. Market, niche, like either or. Not really market, but 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 more role, right? Like, like we're looking to manage more B2B sales podcasts, right? So... So I have a lot of salespeople on my show and those are the type of relationships that I'm looking to build. It doesn't make sense. Not everybody wants to start a podcast. Not everybody, we're not a perfect fit for everybody, but I do find a lot that we are. And so, you know, our whole process is 
inviting the types of people that I want to build relationships with and adding value to those relationships in a meaningful way. And at some point, sometimes it makes sense to do business together. And sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes they might know somebody who makes sense for us to do business with. Or if we hit the home run, maybe it makes sense to do business together and they have some referrals for us. Facts. So with these people specifically, are you going to get them all in the same room? Absolutely. Okay. So you know that that's something that can happen. Like you're confident and you believe that that can happen. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. So that that's the first step. So before you do anything, people, you have to believe that you can get the people that matter in the same room. So I'll give you a different example. What normally happens when that question comes up, what's the most impactful thing someone could do as a seller? Get everybody that matters to your business in the same room. Right. So 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 you gotta find That's out it. <laughs> you know so so how do you get them to the same room, right? You need to know them extremely well. What do they care about most? Mm -hmm. What are their challenges? What are their problems? What are they trying to solve? What do they want to learn more about? Right? You need to go deep on that and then get those placement ads in the diner to get them in the room. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get the, the Morton Monster and the, the Tuesday special. All you can eat, yeah. eggs and bacon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to figure out what matters most to those people and be able to provide that in order and in that in itself, like these events, whether they're live or virtual or hybrid, you know, who, who knows? And, you know, things are, things are different today than they were before. Right. And events are different than once what they were before. And, and it even doesn't have to be like super formal. Like it could literally just be, you've built a list or connections and it's like, Hey, we're just getting together on a zoom to learn about this thing that I think you might care about and see who shows up. Right. It could be that yeah. simple. I mean, that's like, that's where communities start. Right? The very first episode of the community builder show that I did was with Cecil Phillip from Microsoft. And he's a cloud developer advocate. Shout out Cecil, Microsoft. Appreciate you for guiding me and starting me on this journey. And the first thing that he said and taught me was that when you're looking for like a place or like you're in transition or you're just like you just know you're not where you want to be mm -hmm. you just have to talk with one other human or not even make up a character i do that all the time i have like 17 travises i'm a gemini so i don't hide from the fact that like you might get like football trav one day and then the next day you you might get super real trav and then the next day you might get like mm. Crazy trap. I'm I'm okay with that. And if I wasn't, then like you wouldn't see the real me all the time. And that's like a huge, huge piece that people miss of being able to to like navigate in like their communities. It's like, how do you help people show up while giving them what they need and being the person that gave someone their favorite protein shake? 
at the proper time because you know that that's what they do. When you can be that person that's like, yo, I really know that you're a runner and you don't hydrate well. So I'm going to order you instead of getting you a water mm-hmm. bottle that's aluminum or uh bamboo, right? Get some, get get an executive hypervolt. Think about what sort of things people are struggling with right now. And the thing that's crazy about this question, Colin, everyone just has to look inside of themselves to find the answers. Mm. And that's a piece that from the leadership side of like community building and community design and being a community executive, the management enablement is non-existent. And if, if you're not familiar with what management enablement is, it's just giving your managers and people that are responsible for other humans in your organization the power mm-hmm. and courage to properly support their people. That's it. If you put a bunch of people in an environment where they're stressed they don't have enough nourishment. Mm. They don't have enough sleep. They don't go outside. So they literally don't get anything from nature. And then you ask them to make your company another $10 million this year. Or you ask them to push one more commit live. Or you ask them to do one more podcast interview because you got mm. this. That's that's not it. Like you if you get all of your people that need help in the room, they're gonna tell each other what they need help with. So you're talking about building community within so like, the, the organization. It's I, I well, the way I look at community building is in a few different dimensions. <laughs> so I look at it in what is Trav C from his firsthand experiences, mm-hmm. right? That's like layer one. It's like, all right, I've seen all this stuff from all these interviews from all these different people all over the world that have taught me all these things. And then if I go one layer out to the people that they've learned from, and then I go one more layer out to like the universe that no one's ever explored to, because that's where we're exploring. Like I'm sitting here thinking about how do I tie learning how to make a beat to putting out better marketing? Most people will be like, why are you even doing that? I'm like, I'm just curious. Like if I learn how to make a beat that has seven sounds with like 15 different layers and a hundred different sound effects, what, what happens if you ask me to post a piece of content for your blog? Mm-hmm. And that's like a whole, we can have a whole series just on demand generation and the things that if I were a VP of marketing at a SaaS company, or if I were like, hmm, I'm a marketer, what, how do I get my job done faster? The first thing I would do is drop the computer. <laughs> I wouldn't even use my computer for anything anymore, bro. I'm serious. I, I can create content on my phone. Faster than I can create it on my computer. Yeah. So if I'm lay, literally, I can lay on the floor next to my dog 
while we're eating dinner, watching Netflix, but we should be watching SalesCast or uh, what we, whatever TV network this is going to go on in some yep. future spot. And I'm creating content while I'm laying on the floor like this. Because it's, it's a process, right? So like from being a, a researcher at heart and a learner at heart, I'm bringing that expertise to each community that I work with. So if you if you've ever been in contact with me, chances are I could send you a keyword cloud from our conversation. I could tell you what your mental state was like in certain points in time just by looking at the words you said when mm. you talked to me. So 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 tell me So it's like I've you know for sellers, like what communities should they be involved in? When does it make sense for them to build somewhat of their own community in any capacity? Hmm. That's a great question. So the first thing I'd say is, is I would actually go to places where people have the same problems mm -hmm. as me. So like a simple example of this is I live yeah. in Brooklyn, right? So if, if I want to get a dog trainer, there's only a handful of dog trainers in Brooklyn that take rescue dogs. That's just one thing. Now, on top of that, there's a, only a handful of trainers that take rescue dogs that are aggressive. I'm like, oh, man. So now my specificity just went down. And like you would say like, oh, you could just join a community of, of people that need dog trainers. It's like, no, I need a community of dog parents that have adopted dogs that have aggressive behaviors and characteristics that have not found the next level of training to take their dogs through um, because they were just broadly looking for a dog trainer. So if I'm a salesperson, I'm looking for people with the same problems in yeah. my industry that I'm going through right now and I'm solving them together. Because if we like... What's, what's your, uh, are you, I'm not, are you a drinking man? Kyle? I'm not, I'm a non-drinker. Okay. So what is your, what is your favorite fruit? Probably mango. Okay. I just bought some mangoes this morning, actually. Mangoes, watermelon, and, uh, grapes. So if I were to say, um, if I were to say, look, you're going to get mangoes. Every time you come and do this one thing for us. Well, we mean mangoes every time I come and do this thing. What do you want me to do, Trav? I just want you to come and learn something and ask questions. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, okay. All right, Colin. I'm not giving you the little tiny can of mangoes. I'm giving you a custom mango in a CM outline so then i'm gonna give you mangoes when you show up to the event or i'm gonna send them to you you're gonna get them and just because i know you like mangoes i know that that's something that you will be happy to get when you get to the event and when you're being very very specific about what you're looking for you're like i want to go to events and experiences with salespeople who also like mangoes or in this case also, we're looking for salespeople that want to do podcasts. Yeah. 
I want to go places where these people talk about their problems. Like, yeah, that's yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I, I, rec- I recently had Stephen Schmidt on and he talked about like psychographics, right? And some of the tools that are out there of like really helping you align with the people that are most likely to do business with you. And most of that is people that are going to be attracted to Travis because you have the same sort of likes, right? Those are that you guys have the same sort of interests. Um, a lot of times people don't even know this. They think that their ideal customer profile is just people who live in this particular area or this particular revenue size and this particular job title. And that's it. And that's a really big net to cast, but you can get very granular of like, Hey, okay, that's part of it. But then they also have these interests and they also have these problems and they also, you know, care about these causes or whatever. So those people are the people that you're most likely to build relationships with that are going to be meaningful and last. And most likely you're going to do business together. You know, if you can help in some capacity because you're aligned at such a deeper level. Yeah. And at the end of the day, business is exchanging value between parties. That's what business is. Like if you, if you just saw your homies and you met up for the first time in like a week. You're like, oh, hey, boom, that's it. That's this is what happens in business. Handshake and we out. And like that, if if we just simplify what people are doing mm-hmm. in their jobs, just across the board in sales and create a more sustainable culture where this is what it is. Stop trying to go mm-hmm. too deep to build relationships with your buyers. Cause this is another thing that people get misconstrued in community. Like when people talk about communities, right? <clears throat> right. Some people straight up don't want to go that deep. Everyone isn't trying to come to a Brene Brown event. Mm. And like, it's hard to be the place that understands that some people need Brene Brown tonight and other people need Kevin Hart and then other people need Mick Foley. And then some people need Carly DiMelo from TikTok, right? You have four different needs in the same audience, but like a lot of people really aren't thinking about the, the, the gaps in how they're positioning their experiences to be, uh, diverse and inclusive for all generations because that's another, that's a whole other, that's like a whole other book. It's like, what, what are we doing to help prepare the next generation of salespeople? What, what sales training has been launched specifically for the 22 mm-hmm. year old seller? <laughs> seller. I had said sailor. Like what, who launched a training for a 22 year old? That's not Salesforce first, Outreach second, uh, HubSpot third. Like, did, <laughs> who? Yeah. And don't worry, I'll wait because I got a lot of sales trainer yeah. friends and I love every one of them. But it's just not what it's not where we're at. Right. Like, that's just that's not what's happening. And so, like, at, when you're in the the seat to be able to research dozens of communities every year. And you get to see, oh, wow, college students are way more depressed now than they've Mm. ever been. 
ever. No one's looking at that. Why? What's happening because of the mental health of college students right now that are trying to get a job at your company that you're listening to right now and they aren't getting hired and their mental health is actually Mm. declining, which is going to make it even harder for when they start at your company in a year because they're finally ready to work for you. Let's talk about that. We're not talking about that. No. So it's like, how, how do you, for me, it's always, how do you, how do you sit on the lines of, Hey, these are really big issues that people aren't talking about, but then how do you keep your job? And how do we support these needs that nobody wants to talk about? Yeah. You could just put them in a Drake song. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's my two cents on. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about this. Really appreciate it. Um, any final thoughts? Where can people find, you know, find out more about your podcast or anything else you want to share with them? Yeah, man, I'd say like final thought, how are you enabling the people around Hmm. you to be better? Not at community building, not at marketing, not at sales. Yeah. Just in general, how are you exuding energy and vibes and messages that when people receive them, they understand that this was meant for them in that moment to improve and level up? How do we think like that more and how do we provide space for people to bring up the difficult mental challenges that they're going through? And how do you as yourself explore inside what you can do first inside of yourself to be better, to help enable other people to be better? I know that was a big one. It's like, look inside. Then once you look inside, the color changes and once the color changes, people see that that color changes. And because they see this nice, bright blue on Trav's face and a smile, they're like, oh, mm. he's happy. I should be happy. And the more we do that over or and even over just and over noticing again, that cycles. they're not happy. I just leave. What are their needs? Just- what needs aren't being met? How can we help them? How can we support them? How can we, you know, build community around other people who might have these same issues? Mm hmm. Talk, talk about your problems. Stop hiding stuff. All marketers have the same problems. Different industries have different problems, but most salespeople have the same problems. Yeah. Most IT people have the same problems. Most podcasts. But I think people are more people just focusing the on their professional problems. I appreciate it, Colin. And not oh. really integrating or tying in personal, which, you know, too, too many people are thinking What's of personal? them separately. And they're kind of one and the same and need to be a little more integrated. But they're not because everyone, if they knew they had actual mm. problems, they'd be trying to solve them. But everyone's running around like they're not real. And so they ignore it. But then when they show up half a brain because they didn't eat for three days, they only had carrots, a peanut butter sandwich and no water. 
And they're like, I can't build this app. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Because you're not taking care of anything else. So, like, you, you're 100% right. Like, you – the reason that people are struggling at work is because they're not taking care of their bodies. That, that's it. We could do a whole – if you want to launch a show on health and fitness for salespeople and marketing, health and fitness yeah. for professionals, I'm in it. Like I'm, I'm awesome. Thanks, Travis, for for coming on. Appreciate it. Where where can people follow you? Find out more about what you're what you're working on. Just hit me up. Yeah, appreciate it, Colin. Thanks for having me. And you know, I I can talk a lot, so I, I try to get as much in. Uh, and I don't get interviewed often, so this was a, a rare occasion for me. So appreciate it. Um, and check me out on LinkedIn at, at Travis Andre King. Um, Instagram at Travis Andre King and then working on some projects, which I'll have some announcements on, but uh, stay tuned for some things in the works and Colin, yeah, we yeah. got that show coming out in a few <laughs> weeks, right? Appreciate it, man. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, write us a review, share it with your friends, and we're always listening for your feedback. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of sales hustle. Are you a sales professional looking to take your sales career to the next level? If the answer is yes, then I want you to go over to salescast.co. Check us out. And if you feel that you are ready, set up a time to talk with me and my co-founder, Chris. I'm your host, Colin Mitchell. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review and share the podcast with your friends.